Hi there, and welcome back to the Beyond Aromatics podcast. It's been a few weeks since we have discussed the problems placed on people's jobs, families, and lives around the world. We decided to catch back up with a couple of our directors to discuss further changes to their personal lives and businesses they have had to make for a world where COVID-19 doesn't seem to be leaving anytime soon. But while they have had to make accommodations, they also express hope and optimism for a world which we will better come to understand and appreciate aromatherapy and holistic medicine for its place in creating everyday health and healing. Our guests today are Annette Davis and Sharon Falsetto. We hope you enjoy this episode. Up first today, we hear from our current NAHA president, Annette Davis. Annette is a certified clinical nutritionist and aromatherapist with 30 years of aromatherapy experience. She began her aromatherapy career as a secretary of the First American Aromatherapy Association, founded in 1987. Annette has studied under Dr. Jean-Claude Laprosse since 1989. Dr. Laprosse is a practicing French medical doctor, world-renowned pioneer in the field of clinical phytoaromatherapy, and the co-innovator of Innobiogeny. Annette teaches and practices phytoaromatherapy and endobiogeny at the Endobiogenic Integrative Medical Center, located in Pocatello, Idaho. This innovative medical concept, based on a refined view of the neuroendocrine system, integrates classical medicine with herbs and supplements, essential oils, dietary and lifestyle modifications to create a truly holistic treatment approach to illness of the body and mind. Annette is also a formulator and custom relations manager for Time Laboratories, a long-time, well-respected natural products manufacturer founded by her grandmother, Anna Marie Bueller, in 1973. She has supported and served Naha for many years as Regional Director for Idaho, Director Coordinator, Board Member, and currently as Naha's President. To learn more about Annette and the work she does, visit eimcenter.com or timelabs.com, or you can find out more on our Naha Board of Directors page. Today I'd like to welcome Annette Davis, um, who is the president of um, NAHA. Um, We've been interviewing other directors um, over the past few months about the COVID-19 crisis. So we thought now would be a good opportunity to check in with Annette and see how things are um, now that we're a few months down the line and um, see how um, Annette is doing. So first of all, welcome Annette for joining me today. Thank you, Sharon. I would um, just like to kind of recap um, on what you actually do um, with your business and with NAHA for listeners that are not familiar with you. Okay, sure. Uh, Well, my grandmother, Anne-Marie Bueller, started a natural products manufacturing company in 1973. And then I started working with her in the late 80s. And I'm now um, the president of that company, and there we manufacture uh, aromatherapy products, dietary supplements, we import essential oils. So we're a manufacturer of all types of natural products. I've also been training in clinical phytoaromatherapy with French medical doctor Jean-Claude Laprosse since 1989. And we uh, sponsored an integrative medical center in cooperation with Idaho State University in um, the late, um, or or rather the early um, 2000s as well. And so I've been doing that for a number of years and work every day with aromatherapy essential oils and really enjoy my job. And I'm currently the president of NAHA, as you mentioned. 
have been involved with Naha in various capacities for many years as well. So you have quite a, a lot going on there um, and quite yeah. good background <laughs> in aromatherapy. Um, so how have things changed for you? Let, let's tackle um, your business, uh, personal business first. Um, how have things changed for your, for your companies um, since this started? What changes have you seen? Well, there have been a lot of changes. We did have two vocations, one in California and one in Idaho. California closed down early on, as you're probably aware, and we had to close our location there. Um, unfortunately, after a few months of no one being able to work there, and we transferred all of the manufacturing we were doing in California up to our Idaho location. Fortunately, in Idaho, we were considered an essential manufacturer, so we were able to stay open, but it's been a long road, kind of stressful. Mm -hmm. I was really sad um, having to let employees go that have been with us for a lot of years, but fortunately, we were able to stay in business and get everything transferred to the one location and continue on. Yeah, so it's like a lot of people we're having to kind of um, pivot and you know, trying to, you know, yeah. um, kind of make the best of it and make um, hard hard decisions. But it sounds like yeah. you're you're still open um, locally, which is good. Um, yeah. So what kind of yeah. um, um, I'm to think of the word protocols that you have in place now? How how has business changed? For example, if someone wants to come in and buy essential oil blend from you? Yeah. Yeah, a really good question. We've instigated, of course, COVID prevention protocols, increased sanitization like everyone's doing. If somebody comes in, we take their temperature, we require them to wear a mask. That was really difficult for a while when masks were in shortage. And so for a while, we just went to curbside pickup where people would uh, either order online or call in their order and then pick it up without coming in. We also temporarily had to close down the clinic. But now that we have masks that we've been able to get and good thermometers that we're able to take temperatures from a distance, we are once again allowing um, people other than employees to come into our location. Mm -hmm. But we have had to make a lot of changes and those measures sometimes change on a daily basis depending on what's going on with the virus in our area. Yeah. So in some areas, I know some people have been resistant to changes. Are, are you experiencing anything yeah. with that? And, and how do you handle that if they, if, they, if they do? Yeah, I mean, there are still people who don't want to wear a mask, of course. And mm -hmm. if they don't want to wear a mask, then we just do curbside pickup for them. Okay. Uh, patients, if they have symptoms, you know, we used to allow people, obviously, to come in for care if they were sick. Uh, but now uh, we've, we're having to do wellness visits, really. If someone is sick or exhibiting respiratory symptoms, then we have to redirect them to the urgent care or the hospital rather than trying to take care of them at our location because we yeah. really want to keep our employees safe and our customers safe. And so a lot of clinics are in that same position where they're not able to take care of people who are actually sick. Yeah. So... Obviously, um, there's probably some essential oil blends that are more popular than others. Have, have you noticed um, like mm -hmm. a, an increase in particular ones being used now um, than before COVID-19? 
Oh, absolutely. Any of the blends that are have good immune supporting properties or antimicrobial properties, that that usage has really gone up. We sell to the public, but we also do private label for mm-hmm. other companies and especially our private label customers, the respiratory type blends um, that have eucalyptus and tea tree and those sort of oils, um, their use has gone up a lot. And then the immunomodulating blends have really gone up as people. And obviously there's nothing right now that has been proven effective against COVID, but just having people wanting to support their immune systems in general, it would be the same in a normal cold and flu season. And so that type of blend or essential oil use has really, really gone up dramatically. So uh, with with your clinic as well, have you noticed... um kind of obviously the interest has gone up in the essential oil blends like um we said but i've mm-hmm. kind of noticed overall um and this might kind of lead in into some of the naha work as well um like there's been a, an increase in interest in aromatherapy across the board do you think people are, are looking to aromatherapy now more oh, absolutely yeah oh, absolutely yes we have new customers and patients calling in every day people are, have become much more concerned about their health in general. Because really anytime there's a pandemic like this and COVID is no exception, the people that get the sickest are those who have an underlying condition. It's not that the virus itself is so dangerous, but it is dangerous to people who have underlying conditions. And so you have people with diabetes, for example, who are suddenly very interested in taking a wellness approach to overcoming diabetes, which is one of the most prominent preventable, treatable diseases. Mm -hmm. And they really now, when they were happy before just to take their insulin or whatever it is, medication they were taking, are much, much more interested in a wellness approach to whatever their problem is. Yeah, um, as, as somebody with un, um, underlying, you know, underlying conditions um, for autoimmune disorders, I'm, I'm, you know, aware of, you know, trying to bolster my immune system as well. And um, mm-hmm. I can highly recommend Annette's company because I got some some stuff from you early on there um, to help um, with um, extra vitamins and minerals and, and things like that as well, the essential oils and herbs that I'm, I'm familiar oh, with. Thank you, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, the other, yeah, the other thing that kind of um, triggered a, a thought for me is that there's a lot more interest in it, but people need to be um, aware of which companies to trust and, and which, you know, who to buy from, um, you know, True. for pure essential oils for um, taking care of themselves like that. Do you, do you have any kind of pointers to help people with that? Yeah, when looking for essential oils, of course, there are a lot of adulterated essential oils on the market. Also the oils which have been specifically produced for the flavor fragrance industry are not the same as the essential oils that we wanna use for therapeutic use. So it's really important that you're able to have a discussion with a company that you're going to buy from, talk about their quality procedures. Are they guaranteeing that it's a whole natural oil? Can they give you a GC a certificate of analysis, something that makes you feel comfortable that the essential oil is a real genuine oil? And how long has the company been in business? Now that aromatherapy is getting to be so popular, there are a lot of pop-up companies that are very new and they really don't have staff on hand that 
would know the difference between a fragrance oil versus a real essential oil. So I think uh, using someone who has a lot of experience, a company with a lot of experience, is going to be a good guideline as well. Yeah, and yeah, as as well, maybe some people have um, aromatherapists, um, certified aromatherapists in yes. their area. Um, they can get in touch with, with those, those kind of people uh, as well. Yeah. Um, you know, make sure that and a company get... that has an aromatherapist on staff yeah. who knows what they're doing and how to recognize what a genuine oil is and not is really important. Yeah, yeah, because you know, like anything, when the, there's a crisis, uh, people there's people out there that will take advantage of the situation, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we need to check all that out. Um, so this is more of a personal question. You you manage so much. I'm I'm intrigued how you <laughs> manage um, your business <laughs> and Naha and your 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 family life as well. Um, that's that's important yeah. at this time. <laughs> Well, having excellent employees really helps. Uh, Naha has a fabulous yeah. group of employees, as well as a phenomenal board that we're all very supportive of each other and have each other's back when one of us has a crisis or something to deal with. Mm -hmm. The rest of us come together and have each other's back and make sure that we get everything done that needs to be done. During COVID, specifically, the Naha employees were set up by our IT department so that they could work from home and mm -hmm. still handle everything that needed to be handled with Naha. So that's really good for our business. Again, long-term, really valuable, good employees that care about the company is really important. A lot of my family members are involved with our company. And so that helps to have good people to be able to rely on and those that were willing to work when the government started offering these incentives for people to stay home that was really difficult for a lot of companies because the employees didn't want to work anymore. They just wanted mm -hmm. to stay home and collect um, unemployment and the incentives yeah. that were being given out. And all of our employees chose to stay working, which was really, really good and beneficial for the company. You can't get the work done if the employees aren't there. Yeah. So that and just having to be very organized, keeping a calendar, a to-do list and working with my team to make sure that everything gets done. It's, not always that easy. No. It doesn't always run smooth during the day, but we just band together and get done what needs to get done. Yeah, I can, I can certainly say, you know, having the support then a good team is of great value to get things done. And, and NAHA as an organization, yeah. I, I certainly feel that, um, which is, is great to support um, people in the aromatherapy and community. Eric and, I, Eric and I have always had our children involved with the business as well mm -hmm. so they understand what it takes to run a business they so invested in it and so yeah. they don't get as resentful about the amount of time that we need to spend because they are involved and I think that's really important too especially when you have uh, children who you have to leave more than you would like to is yeah. to have them involved with the family business not only is it good for the long term um, viability of the business, but it helps them to understand what it is mom and dad are doing when they have to be away and feel like they want to be a part of it as well. Yeah, that, that's a good point. I, I imagine um, with a lot of 
children and kids at home now we're doing school from home and parents from home mm-hmm. there's there's probably some families getting some business learning <laughs> along the way um as yeah. anybody's under yeah. this same roof um do, do you have a recommendation for any essential and one of your favorite essential oil blends that might you know help people manage this crisis like keep us um calm and and um well, that we might be able to turn to during during times that we we need it well yeah and keeping calm of course you can't beat lavender for that mm-hmm. any of the calming blends that contain lavender are excellent um as far as helping your immune system and antimicrobial blends one of my personal favorites is a blend called breathe easy and it helps you stay calm too. It has um, eucalyptus and lemon and tea tree and bergamot. And so the combination of those is kind of an all around chill out, help your immune system uh, have as much antimicrobial activity as possible. So any of those type of blends that are multifunction, multipurpose, I think are a good idea. And then you don't have to take your whole essential oil toolbox with you wherever you go, but rather get a few favorite blends and take them with you in your purse so that you have them everywhere you go. Yeah. So um, would you recommend like something for like a roll-on or an inhalation for that? I think both. Roll-ons are really handy because the blend is pre-diluted. Yeah. But then having the pure essential oil blend, you can just inhale right out of the bottle if you need to, if you're suddenly in a crowd of people and feeling uncomfortable or a few drops on a tissue if you can't have your diffuser nearby. So I think uh, taking along a roll-on and a bottle of pure essential oil is a great thing to do. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are going to be feeling that um, going back out into the community, just having like un- maybe some yeah. having anxiety attacks. Um, I know myself, um, I had a bit of a panic attack just thinking about going into the store and all that I was yeah. going to encounter. Um, so yeah, I right. think we're going to be needing more and more of those um, blends. Um, I I do like um, the idea of putting it on a tissue. That was one of my original ways of um, being taught yeah. aromatherapy yeah. Um, more than the inhalers that we're kind of used to now and roll-ons mm-hmm. are, are just be- beautiful um, anyway um, yeah. what is 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 there a particular base that you use for that or just uh, for the roll-ons we really like jojoba uh, yeah. oil it's very stable and you're not going to have it oxidizing while you're carrying it around in your purse for a mm-hmm. long time or if you accidentally leave it in the car, which isn't ideal, you don't want yeah. your blends to heat up. But if you accidentally leave it in your car for a few hours, at least you know the jojoba base isn't going to go rancid and you can still confidently use that blend. Yeah, yeah that's the one I, I kind of like to use as well. And uh, another thing that's I, I really think, been um, a mainstay for me is a hand sanitizer that we made which is 80% alcohol, which is what the CDC is recommending right now, which has been shown to be effective against the COVID virus. And then it has essential oils in it as well. Uh, One big misunderstanding is you can't rely just on essential oils to kill um, the COVID virus on your hands or surfaces. We don't have enough research yet to say that that's going to be effective. So combining alcohol, which we do know is effective, and using the CDC recommendations, FDA recommendations, and then you can just add some essential oil to that makes for an ideal situation so that you know that you're covered. 
yeah so if people can't get alcohol um can they buy this hand sanitizer direct from you because i know buying alcohol yeah. is, oh, yeah, is really yeah, yeah. hard to you know source at the moment um for because everybody wants very it hard to source mm -hmm. and luckily yeah. we had several drums in stock already of alcohol when this hit and yeah. so we were able to make a lot of hand sanitizer which was really nice because it's very hard to get right now it is and those that that you can find um i find is kind of you know people are price gouging unfortunately um i guess yeah. it's the law of supply and demand to some effect um but also people trying to take right. advantage of the situation true i i sure you have both because the alcohol is up in price right now mm -hmm. packaging is very hard to get that's one of the challenges that we've run into yeah. is a lot of our packaging now comes from china and right. there were factories closed down for months at a time. And so we're still having difficulty getting certain bottles and sprayers and closures and that sort of thing. And so some of it, yes, I absolutely agree with price gouging. And some of it is just that things cost more right now. And yeah. so there are going to, you're going to be seeing increased prices on some things. Yeah, I think, yeah, it, that's what we've, we've got to, um, understand i know um the spray bottles are really hard to get um i've been mm -hmm. trying to get some mm -hmm. for my student kits and yeah it's it's these things we took for granted before and <laughs> we it's didn't know how much value they are now it, it you know you just so you know just changed a lot um so just to kind of close it out um personally how, how do you think um you're managing and 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 kind of what what's the way forward from here are we i mean i know nobody has the answer but are we just can't do you think mm -hmm. we can just keep um moving on like we are are until we have you know i mean i don't know what the situation is up where you are but here in arizona we're apparently the number one hotspot in the world which is not um <laughs> a title that we we want to hold um i mean how how yeah. do we get back from this um well I'm just... you know i i've really been actively following the research that has been coming out and the biggest thing that's really helping to bring rates down is social distancing combined with hand washing combined with wearing masks and there's so much controversy over masks that you you should yeah. wear them or not yeah. but the studies that i have seen coming out is that any type of barrier is going to be helpful because it will catch uh, droplet-borne virus and it's but that's only one thing we got to socially distance we have to mm -hmm. frequently wash hands use hand sanitizer when you can't wash with soap and water use a mask it doesn't have to be an n95 mask having an n95 mask on all day is rather suffocating and there are people who can't stand um, having that type of claustrophobic feeling anyway but any yeah. type of mask or barrier is going to be helpful and just encouraging those around us to go that way. I think in some ways our world will now have changed forever. And the fact that people won't feel comfortable going into a crowd and being jammed in somewhere in contact with a lot of strangers, and that's not going to go away anytime soon. No, that that's the um, sad part about it. Um, when we think of all the, the events and things that involve that, um, and particularly uh, more vulnerable people like older people, um, people with underlying conditions, yeah. it's certainly a concern of mine. Um, but I don't want to miss out on everything for the rest of my life. It, it, right, it is a bit right. of a conundrum. 
Um, but I, I guess we'll just have to hope we get this under control. And uh, I think we're in one of the best professions to help yes. um, towards that um, with aromatherapy. Um, so we get that out where, where we can. So I'd like to thank you very much for your time today. Yes. And I, I know you're very busy and I appreciate the time you've taken to talk to me. And, um, you know, stay safe and good luck with everything. Thank you, Sharon. You too. Okay, thank you. Up next, we hear from the main interviewer herself, Sharon Falsetto. Sharon is a UK certified aromatherapist and founder of Sedona Aromatherapy, LLC, since 2007. She is the sole creative force behind the founding of Sedona Aromatics, the garden school, which she created in 2018. Sharon has over a decade's worth of direct experience in the aromatherapy field, plus over another decade's worth of experience working within the UK government healthcare system before moving to the United States. She has a bachelor's. Sharon is the author of many books, including The Authentic Aromatherapy. Sharon is an author of many books, including Authentic Aromatherapy, and she is also a consultant for many established and startup aromatherapy businesses, advising from copywriting to custom blending product lines. Sharon has served as chief editor for the National Association for Holistic Aromatherapy since 2015. Sharon is currently the Arizona Regional Director and our current Director Coordinator. To learn more about Sharon, you can visit her at SedonaAromatics.com or on our Naha website on the Board of Directors page. Thank you, Sharon, for sitting down with me. Um, you were around for recording a lot of the other interviews we had with um, our directors and our president um, and vice president. And I just kind of wanted to touch base with you now and see how you're dealing with everything. And, you know, last conversation we had um, was quite a few weeks ago and things look a lot different. And in some ways they look exactly the same and wanted to check in and see how things are going from your end. Yeah, thank you, Savannah, for having me back here after the other series of interviews that we did. Um, yeah, life is different, but it's not different. Um, I live in Arizona, which unfortunately has um, earned the title of the number one hotspot for um, COVID-19. Just in the states, but in the world, I understand at the moment. So that's a little, little scary. Um, we did open up back in um, May, but there wasn't really much controlled o opening, and um, I think that's what happened. Um, you know, it all kind of happened too fast. Now we're going backwards um, with a lot more infections and, and deaths. So, so that's a little scary. Um, I don't know how it is where where you are. What the what the situation is with you? Um. Well, it's definitely kind of in the same boat. We're just you know we weren't super worried about everything when it first hit. We live in a small town. We're pretty isolated. We're in Idaho, um, and mm -hmm. since then, uh, it's definitely feels a lot different. And I feel personally different about it. And it's like you know, the first round you're coming through, you're like trying, you know, don't overreact, but take it very seriously. And then I even found myself being yeah. like, well, it's, you know, it's not as bad or it's getting better or like, you know, we should be able to start going out again. I want to support my fellow small businesses. Um, and then 
I'm kind of, you know, started stepping my foot out the door and now I'm, I'm right back in just because I'm like, this is way more serious yeah. and it's, it's here. It's like right here. It's on our front steps now. So yeah. kind of harder to ignore in that, in that light and knowing it too. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's been difficult for me cause I've got, um, compromised immune system and so yeah nothing's really changed in that regard with going out because it, it scares me too much going out is a stressful experience um I think one time I went out I had to do something um I, I just kind of had a, a panic attack in the car just the thought of getting out yeah. the car and going in the shop and and doing what I have to do and coming back out again and uh yeah it, it and it's difficult it's difficult you know as you say everything's changed um the way we're thinking and everything so i've had to pivot a few things with my business because of that um i'm not really in contact with anybody um physically mm -hmm. <laughs> as it were <laughs> so um so so yeah i've changed a, a couple of things um there um I was doing online um, workshops, mm -hmm. sorry, I was doing in-person workshops, um, which I had to cancel out um, when this happened. We had a few lined up for April um, and I had to take a step back and, and look at things. Um, we're in the process of putting together an online aromatherapy club, uh, which I hope to have live in the autumn here. Um, it's been a bit of a challenge trying to move things online um and you know things that people might be interested in and, and can afford to do but i do think there's more of an interest um in aromatherapy now i don't know if it's because people are at home and have more time on their hands if it's the health situation they find themselves in um but yeah i certainly seem to be um busier um with that um and because of that as a community thing, um, I introduced um, scholarships for my online courses um, to try and give um, a helping hand to, like you were saying, to other businesses and other people that can't necessarily afford to the full fee at this time. So mm -hmm. I've had a few changes myself, hopefully the positive changes, um, helping people out with right. students are just going, crazy <laughs> with their assignment work and everything and like we were just say, saying before um the, the interview started it's like you know trying to find the time to do everything um it is a good problem to have but it, you've also got to remember to take care of yourself um which is hard to do when you when you're at home because you everyone's working online now so it's there and trying to you know find that line between um you know taking the time for yourself and and the setting aside time for the business that's that's hard to do as well and you think about how important it is right now that you you value your personal time because like you said like it, things are it, it can be stressful someone in your position who who's alone um but also like has to do things outside of the house to take care of themselves but has this kind of underlying idea that you know this would be very bad to to contract and um 
you know, I, I can't imagine balancing all of that and also trying to adapt everything you do to an online forum. And then, you know, yeah, you, you got to take a minute yeah. and shut it, off and say like, this is me time. This is me thinking about my, my mental health as my physical health. And, um, yeah, I can see the value from that. Yeah. It, it's not, easy um at all um i have family in the uk um and i have a family member who's just been going through um, cancer treatment as well um so that's kind of been weighing on me um and you know i think it brings home to you how far away you are from people i do have um, a good support system um with neighbors around here um, so, so that's valuable. Um, I do have somebody that helps me with the admin for my website. So yeah, she's been helping me a lot um, as well. But yeah, just finding that time when you're, sometimes when that time when you're alone is when you kind of start <laughs> thinking, I find myself more, um, you know, having, uh, you know, not so much depression, but you know, times when you think, you know when is this all going to end when when mm -hmm. can we get back to things the way they were but i don't know that we will get back to the way things were so that's kind of scary as well how do i adapt to this new world um and just you know be able to travel again and, and see people and and just a simple thing i was talking about with my friend just a simple thing of going in the store as you do as you used to do and wander around just to look not necessarily to buy just <laughs> yeah and but now it's like in and out if you go yeah. it's like okay I'm focused on where I'm going and I haven't really done that I'm really doing pickup um direct pickup so I don't have to go in the store so that's online shopping and then um just driving over and getting the pickup so um I'm not really going anywhere much um my garden I have to say my garden is my lifesaver but maybe it's the reason I'm frustrated at the moment is because it's about 100 degrees here <laughs> and it has been for a couple of weeks and you just can't get out and enjoy it and that's that's the frustrating thing and I think my dog is feeling it too and we're both oh. kind of still crazy have to stay in the AAC to keep cool and yeah everything's looking a little you know, kind of saggy in the garden, all burnt, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward. Yeah, hot as you would be if you were standing out there all day in a hundred degree heat. Um, so so yeah, maybe it's when fall comes around. Maybe they'll be you know back in a more positive frame of mind um, with that. But I think we're all going through that. You know, it's such um, a big adjustment that you know we can't be all happy and on top of all the time mm -hmm. um you, you know i think everyone's feeling that we're you know as you say mental health it, it, it's kind of hard um and i i guess i throw myself into my work um because i love what i do but it, it's even hard to um, push ahead with that sometimes when you, you don't know what's gonna be happening it's just it's just crazy out there um and yeah it it's hard to find a balance sometimes um between that so so yeah i would love to hear about just how you 
developed some ideas for converting what used to be like your garden, your workshop courses for online. And maybe if there's anybody else who's like, you know, I have future courses coming up that I need to figure out how to put online. If you have any tips for them and how to transition. Yeah. Um, well, unfortunately for me, I have to tackle the one um, medium that I don't, I like the least called video <laughs> because I think, that is the way to connect with people more and um, even doing these podcasts that's just kind of audio so I don't mind that as much um, but to relay the garden we, we're going to have to go video going to have to go video and, and show them things and even the oils and things here in the aromatherapy industry I mean we really need to have something like smelly vision <laughs> <laughs> to you know people can't experience the aromas like they can in an in-person class that is the one thing you can't translate to online but you know we can do it with the visuals um and, and show them the plants and and you know get the video of different things I, I think that's you know I've seen a lot of um, places doing that introducing the video I mean just not necessarily just sitting there and talking about it but be more interactive and more authentic um, with your audience and and give them a, a look behind the scenes as well <laughs> as to what's mm -hmm. going on um, because even though I had in-person classes before not everybody could afford to do that um, so this way you're actually re reaching a wider audience and apart from the aroma thing um, you could get them you know if you're talking about a particular plant or a particular oil in advance um, you could prepare them um, and say okay you know what you know take a sniff of your bottle now or something <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're kind of doing it together as best you can um, yeah it's a learning process and uh, yeah it's going to be a while before we get everything um, you know to that stage and, and have everything but it's also uh, an, an exciting process um, because you know I get to share this with more people now um, mm -hmm. than I did before um, so yeah, I'm gonna have to. Um, maybe I'll, I'll feature Harry a bit, my dog, in the in the in the videos because he always gets um, everybody's attention. <laughs> I was about and to say, there. dogs always help cut cut any tension, make anything that seems kind of. You're like, I'm talking to a camera and yes. the dogs around. You're like, it's way less weird when I can be like, and me and Harry are playing in the dirt now or whatever. Yeah. I know that's just yeah. like. It's part of the, I guess, like the vulnerability of the situation, I feel like is yeah. sometimes reflected in the fact that people are finding way more ways to be, to, to, to get personal with people in ways that they hadn't before. I even find myself like, I don't like FaceTime. Like, I know that's so yeah. contradictory to like what I'm supposed to be as a young in, in tech person, but I hate FaceTime. Like I, I'm not, I don't know why it is, but like, I find myself, I've been FaceTiming my family and I like, I find myself when I get a FaceTime call instead of like ignoring it, then being just calling them by phone, I will pick it up and I'll be like, well, here goes nothing. Just because I know that, that FaceTime is valuable. And um, yeah, and I think that moving classes online, like there is a vulnerability to filming yourself. Um, yeah. And I think that's in some ways, like, just saying like, I'm, I'm open, I'm honest, I'm, I'm vulnerable because I'm trying to reach you wherever you are now. 
and uh, yeah yeah and it, it's it's out there as well if you were in an in-person class I used to do small classes so it was quite intimate um so and that's between you and the me members the students that were there um but it's out there on the video it's on there on the internet and who knows <laughs> looking at it you know it's like you know like people are gonna come around and stalk me or <laughs> yeah it is kind of scary or you're like what is other other people that you don't know watch you and they get to have their opinions about you or something yeah. like that there is something about that that it it does feel like you're almost like standing on stage in your underwear. <laughs> like that's how I always coordinate it or correlate those in my head. But um, yeah, I know that it's, it's probably necessary for your business going. I, I just, I know at this point when you're, those workshops are important for networking and just like having people have the opportunity to learn more about you and what you do and get involved. And um, I'm sure that, yeah it's something that you felt like I have to figure out a way to transition. I can't just put it on pause right now. Yeah. And I mean, I'm a writer and I like the written word and, you know, I do quite well with that, um, with my courses, but yeah, I think we've got to take the extra step now and it's forcing me to do that um, with video. And so, yeah, I'm planning on getting a little area set up and yeah. And, and, you know, you can pretty much do it yourself and film it and and uh yeah I, I'm not sure that I'm ready for live yet <laughs> that's, that um, is a whole new game that is like yeah. um, that's playing like cricket when everybody else is playing kickball that's yeah. <laughs> level up <laughs> it's like okay let's go video because at least we can you know edit that and you know, <laughs> yep. put it out there and put your best foot forward with live it's like take me as I am and, uh, <laughs> yeah things that go wrong and I admire people doing that and I I do yeah. like watching people do it do. as well yeah um, but I don't like being on the other side of the camera I 100% I, I agree and I'm like you know Sharon I'm always like I'm an extrovert I love being around people I love talking but you put a camera in front of my face like I forget how to put sentences together yeah. And this is like, I, I can do podcasts. I can stand behind a microphone. Um, and it's funny because I'm, I'm very expressive with my hands and my face and I can find myself even doing that via microphone, but put me in front of a camera and I am like awkward and I don't know where to look and I don't know who I'm talking to. <laughs> and yeah. I feel it. I've been so. told um, it gets easier with time. So, you know, maybe check back in with me this time next year and I'll be like, oh yeah, it's great. You know, wondering mm -hmm. why I didn't do this before. Um, but no, I, I'm not really, I like being behind the camera. I, um, if people follow me on Instagram, um, you know, I've got all my beautiful photos on there of the garden and uh, I enjoy doing that. Um, but yeah, you know, when you've got to turn it around for a selfie, no. <laughs> But oh, I, I know someone who loves having his photo taken is Harry. If I take photographing flowers, he's like in there with his nose and everything. And oh, look at me, take a photo of me. So so maybe I'll have to relay it via um, my dog. <laughs> a different, different take on things. <laughs> but, oh, that's uh, funny. Yeah. So, yeah video and I am um, as for how to do that um I'm not you know haven't really got any tips all I can say is 
you know, I know what I've been told is be yourself. I mean, I don't know how to be anyone other than myself. <laughs> um, but some people, I suppose, kind of put this image on when they went behind the camera. But, you know, I think people are wanting the raw deal now, seeing who you are and connecting with you on that level. Um, what your mission statement is kind of thing what what are your goals with your business they, they want to connect with something real as opposed to you know a big company that they can't you know really connect with mm -hmm. I mean my my big thing is that you know I may hand off some of my admin tasks and everything but I, I still want to connect with my students one-on-one -on -one, mm -hmm. um, for as long as I can um, I don't know whether I want to go beyond that because I feel that's important the reason they're taking the course is because of you I think mm -hmm. um, and so yeah they expect interaction with you um, and not to somebody else but that's just a personal thing for me so so yeah so well and um going forward you know you're so you're talking about your garden's beautiful or at least like that you're spending a ton of time in there and i know earlier we had talked about how good of a you know, season it had been or and how nice the weather had been and the the garden was coming along and i know it is it kind of like do you have the sense of what your future holds for your courses this fall and have you already kind of planned ahead for those and you know what are your thoughts about the future of in-person classes as far as you can see down the line well i you know because of i'm immune compromised like i said um it it's hard for me to envision doing in-person classes ever again mm -hmm. um, um certainly not this year um i'm not even thinking about next year but i'm trying not to plan too far ahead i'm looking at the online stuff um, and seeing how that goes. I mm -hmm. may not do in-person classes, um, except maybe, you know, once a year or, or something. I, I don't really know. The problem is my business is on my home property. My home property is my business. So I'm bringing people in from, I don't know where they're coming from. They could be flying in from somewhere um, and coming on to my property and while this is still out there um you know it, it's it's like i've got to protect me and my home mm -hmm. um as much as i love doing those one-on-one -on -one small classes i'm not sure yet at this stage whether i'm going to go back to doing that um i've got quite a a vision plan for how the online club is going to build on um from there and we'll just see how it goes and see how people react to it. Um, I know some people really will be disappointed if I stop doing their in-person classes, but you know, it wasn't the main part of my business. So I guess I have that luxury of time to um, see how, see where we end up with this. Mm -hmm. um, certainly at the moment, it's not an option, not the right. way things are in Arizona um, and they certainly need to get a handle on all of that um, right. and so I don't certainly not this year um, mm -hmm. it was going to happen and I don't really see because I plan so far in advance for in-person classes I can't see it happening next year really um, it yeah it's going to be difficult um, 
going forward with those. But I think a lot of people are kind of in limbo with that as well. Um, you know, sure, yeah, we don't really know what's going to happen. Um, so we're all getting on to the online stuff, and maybe none of us will ever go back again. <laughs> Everybody's like, why do we leave our houses to begin with? <laughs> yeah, um, I guess I'm lucky I have the garden. Um, mm -hmm. once we get over this really hot weather, um, having mm -hmm. the hot weather is a little bit bit like um, people that live in snow states in the winter and you're kind of stuck indoors it's kind of the opposite thing but a similar <laughs> feeling um, mm -hmm. and once we get over that into the fall I'm sure it'll be um, more beautiful and yeah kind of um, bring my spirits up a bit more and, and get back into planning next year's garden as well and yeah I want to share that with people um, people that are you know, stuck in apartments throughout this and, and can't get out or they don't have much outdoor space um, around them, um, it, it can be hard. So yeah, I think we should count our blessings. Um, I, I shouldn't be, um, you know, I should be grateful for what I have. A lot of people, mm -hmm. um, you know, in a lot worse position out there. So if I can help people through what I'm doing, um, that, that's my goal. I'm kind of curious because, you know, in years past, like your garden is so much a part of your business and um, what you do in your, your career life. And I'm just kind of wondering now with this kind of change where you're not going to have people visiting your garden and you're, you're physically there, um, if that changes your relationship with your garden at all, or if you feel like it's kind of, you get this time with it that you're like, it's my private space. It's my, it's my actual like home and sanctuary, not just my business at the night, at the moment. Yeah. I think that, yeah, it's kind of like saying it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I've always been one of those people, uh, I suppose, people pleasers. I'll do this for somebody else. It just doesn't seem right just doing it just for me um, kind of thing. But now with this, um, yeah, I, it, it would be a happy medium if I can still share it through videos um, and online and stuff and still incorporate it into my work because, it, as you say, it's very much a core element of my business um it has to be done that way but i've seen other people do it quite successfully i've watched some other you know garden related businesses and herbal businesses um it, it, you can still share that um and yeah then you know when the video is switched off it yeah it's mine and then you know they don't hear me continually shouting at harry to keep <laughs> and you know bring them all your toys when they're here you gotta be hey <laughs> um yeah so there's that stress removed and it was always hard for me to do a full day um workshop because of my um fibromyalgia and, and lupus that i have it was exhausting um the day after for me so in some elements it's taking more care of my taking better care of myself in that way at least for the foreseeable future because i can film the videos and put them online and write the courses and and you know do it on my own schedule i don't have to be present and plan ahead for a day that i may not be feeling well but i still gotta go through this because it's already scheduled with people um i don't know if in the future there's any way we can do that kind of more ad hoc um and, and open it up just you know like 
pop-up <laughs> pop-up garden day or something like that um that might be an option um and not have it so formalized um yeah uh, that just kind of came into my head now so <laughs> <laughs> write that down real quick <laughs> yeah, pop-up garden uh, club it's it, it could be yeah it could be a thing of the future so so yeah there is ideas there um yeah and yeah we just got to kind of brainstorm them together sometimes um to get there so mm -hmm. so yeah and on a personal note um you know I know it's probably hard to figure out ways I, I guess I just want to know like how are you staying connected are you finding it um hard to kind of try to make sure that you keep your distance and you're making responsible decisions and then finding the balance between like making sure you're not so isolated and that you're you you've got a community of people and um you're able to stay you know talking and face to face in other capacities yeah it's it's hard um but you know where i live it, it was um a good community a good place to live before that people were kind of connected um, so, for example, I've had um, quite a lot of um, people requesting printed workbooks throughout this. Um, hmm. So they have to be mailed. They have to go to the post office. Um, and my neighbor, uh, for her own reasons, she's got a post office box. She tends to go um, quite a number of times a week. So she's offered to take those for me. So I'm making that connection, you know, when I've got you know want to go to the post office she goes to the post office and takes me takes it for me so if you're receiving a workbook from me it's it's a community effort <laughs> so people know um so that i have that connection there and uh yeah because we have kind of good outdoor space um you know people she she's retired so she kind of helps me um maybe trim a couple of trees or something so you can still have that connection but keep your space outside um as well and um before it got hot here i was like taking harry for a walk down the road um so that that's a good thing if you have a dog um you can can still connect with people outside um but keep keep your distance although um harry has not mastered the art of social distancing yet <laughs> <laughs> he uh, can't understand why he can't be in everyone's face oh <laughs> um, yeah i know he's I he's know. that kind of dog um he, he's he's a lover um so but yeah so that helps it can be hard some days i don't see anybody um but you know i'm also getting more online deliveries so i may have a connection with the, the ubs or the fedex guy when he comes <laughs> um <laughs> you know so somebody to talk to when they're just really overwhelmed at the moment so that you know they they're busier than usual so they 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 can't stand around right <laughs> chat right. with you mm -hmm. <laughs> um but yeah and even when i pick up groceries um you know there's still a connection there with people but yeah some days it's hard um and it's also hard with um the illness i, I have because some days i'm in real lot of pain and that's really when it gets you down and if you're not seeing anybody um yeah it, it can get quite hard um even with the online connections you're not having the the same interactions but yeah you just got to try and you know keep those connections with somebody no matter how little they are or how small they are i mean obviously i'm not going into crowded spaces or anything like that um, we're quite 
remote and rural here anyway, um, as long as I keep away from main town Sedona. Um, right. It, it's it's okay. So are so, you yeah. guys seeing a lot of tourists? Um, I mean, maybe you're not seeing them because you're like, I'm exactly <laughs> staying away from that area. But I just didn't know if you were yeah. that something that that area is absolutely beautiful. And I know a ton yeah. of people travel all over the world to see it. So I just didn't know if you were still experiencing some of that same kind yeah. of yeah unfortunately well for us um yeah there's been quite a, a a lot of influx of tourists and yeah when i've driven through the town yeah it's as busy as ever again now which i think is half the problem um why up you know why we're spiking so much um so many people coming in from all over the place and really not social distancing i mean yes we have beautiful trails and walks and you can get out on there but i've seen them walking down the main street you know and, and everything kind of in groups and mm -hmm. yeah and obviously most people fly in although some are probably coming up from phoenix driving but you know that's still um, you know that's actually one of the worst areas down there so yeah it's it's not helping us <laughs> yeah um, not to be um you know standoffish or anything to anybody else but you know people are not not staying home and i, I guess they're just going crazy um you know. you know it's it's and i i just so relate to i see or i feel like you know the tourism is so pivotal to so many people's businesses and livelihood and you know they they need that tourism they depend on it and then you're weighing it against the health concerns which i mean for just so many people like this is very serious and it's I, like i i can't imagine being put in either of those shoes i feel like i feel so isolated or insulated because i don't i don't own a small business that needs to stay open and needs tourism and um you know i i don't I don't have any immunocompromises. Um, so I, I, I just don't know what it would, I don't know how it feels right now to be in anybody's place where this is life or death for, for business or for health, yeah. your personal life. And I, I yeah. don't know what to make of that. Yeah, I do feel for the um, businesses uptown um, that do rely 100% on tourism. Um, it'll be interesting to see who survives and who decides to call it a day and who mm -hmm. who doesn't um you know i guess that's the ups and downs of, of business anyway but on this scale no we haven't really seen anything like this to you know who would have right. thought that you would have been forced to close down your business you know and with the number of tourists we get in yeah you know those businesses do pretty well and mm -hmm. now they've gone from you know down to zero and you know virtually overnight um so yeah i can understand why they're still wanting to stay open and everything um fortunately for me i'm i'm not working up there or have mm -hmm. to go up there um or anything but it's affecting everybody i mean i don't know about you but i know um a couple of people that have died from this or, or on ventilators through a friend of a friend not directly but i'm pretty sure the numbers keep going up we'll, we'll all be in that position um and you think oh well it can't happen to me but when it gets closer to home like that um yeah it makes you 
stop and stop and think. Um, it, you, it doesn't. It's not really distinguishing between, you know, old and young. Young people are dying from this as well, right. um, and not necessarily immunocompromised. Um, you know, healthy young adults as well. Um, they're still learning a lot about it. Um, so that's the scary thing um i yeah i suppose um and i guess that's what gets me down about going out because i think when when can i actually go out again and feel safe um you know when can i travel back to see my family in the uk again um i didn't i haven't done it a lot recently but now i've been told i can't go <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you want to go <laughs> yeah. and uh you know unfortunately the us um hasn't got this under control so we're pretty much banned from going anywhere else in the world mm -hmm. at the moment as well and yeah it's going to be you know a couple of years maybe um at least before you know i could get on a plane and and do that again and um yeah it that kind of brings things home and yeah just want to leave anybody with um, advice for getting through or just um, about where they can find you coming in the future if they want to follow what it's like to have Harry in the garden via video. <laughs> yeah, Harry hasn't got his own website yet. But <laughs> Soon yeah. to come, right? <laughs> um, yeah, it's SedonaAromatics.com is where you'll find me. Um, and I tend to, you know, I'm on both, both Facebook and Instagram. Um, we do have a garden group on um, Facebook. Um, if you type in Sedona Aromatics um, School and Garden, you'll find it. Um, I do have all my photos on Instagram uh, as well on um to you know if you're interested in following all the flower photos but subscribing to our newsletter is probably the best way to stay in touch and if you click on our website um it'll automatically pop up and ask you if you want to subscribe um and then you'll you'll be the first to know on on special deals and everything um and yeah advice for people i mean yeah, it, it's difficult to know what to say. Um, I kind of shared some stuff in in this um, podcast that we've been talking about. Um, but, you know, just try and, you know, I think there's a sense of community comes come out of this. So, yeah, just build your own community um, and, you know, connect with your own community, whether that's online or in person. And that's really what we're trying to do at Sedona Aromatics, take in a direction to um, build a, a community um, of people, um, you know, with like the same, same interest and, you know, the same um outlook in aromatherapy and um, going forward with that and see where we end up that's awesome well thank you Sharon for taking some time and it's been fun chatting with you it always is I feel like we could probably turn off the podcast and just keep talking yeah. and <laughs> spend the afternoon yeah. this way but we um, could uh, have a cup of herbal tea and yeah happy. <laughs> but that's another that's another podcast <laughs> but thank you for having me here Sarana it's been lovely chatting with you too and uh yeah I hope people find some value in what I've said yes thank you and I, I'm sure they will so and until next time um hopefully we get to do this again maybe we'll do a whole series on the other side and we'll be able to talk about what we learned about aromatherapy and 
how to yeah. handle adversity within your business. And that'll be, that'll be a fun way to look back. And, um, yeah. but I'm glad, you know, you spent some more time with me today to kind of tell me about what you're going through. Um, so, all right. Thank you. That's all for this week. I hope you'll join us next time where we interview our Naha president, Annette Davis, and the very own interviewer herself and director coordinator, Sharon Falsetto. As always, if you want to learn more about Naha, please visit www.naha.org or find us on Facebook at Aromatherapy Community or on Instagram at Beyond Aromatics.